Welcome to Sex, Psychics and Psychedelics, Discovering Inner Liberation. My name is Banana Jane Garnett. I'm a licensed psychotherapist, a lover of freedom and a relentless explorer of the mind. Please come join me on my journey in hot pursuit of inner illumination and liberation. For more about me, you can find me at The Banana Jane on Instagram. Now let's dive in. My next guest is Carolyn Swift-Jones, a bright, welcoming light and an extremely evolved being. Carolyn is a spiritual mediator and an intuitive counselor at the Guiding Circle. She's also the spiritual leader of a metaphysical church called Unity in the Foothills, which she describes as a church of new thought. Today I speak with Carolyn about identity, connection, and understanding spirituality. I'm so delighted to have her here with me and also to meet a minister undeterred by the concepts of sex, psychics, and psychedelics. How are you today? I am well. I am a little on the tired side. I've yeah. been doing sessions nonstop. And oh, wow. I Friday at this time, I'm always, I always feel a little bit like a balloon that's slowly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Wilting. So how many sessions have you done this week? Are we talking about one-on-one? The one-on-one. I usually do 10, but this week was a little more full, sometimes three a day. And, and so at this point, uh, I have that lovely feeling of, <sighs> yes, letting the week go. You've shown up and uh, I imagine you've really helped people. Um, I just want to get, before we get into the kind of, well, it's all juicy, but you know, I love, I love depth. But so before we get into that sort of deep and juicy stuff, I'd love to get um, oriented for people listening on um, the different, because I know you wear some, I don't know if they're different hats, but I know you do some, there are different aspects of your work. So can I, can I leave that to you to explain? Oh, sure. So um, I am, uh, my day job is I'm an intuitive counselor. uh, And that is the uh, people find me for that work through the guiding circle. And that's a work that I've been doing. Oh, gosh, now for almost 30 years, I think. What is the guiding Um, circle? The guiding circle is uh, the name of the intuitive uh, counseling that I do. But it it also refers to uh, what I believe about all of us. I believe that each and every one of us has a guiding circle of loving energies and that we are a part of that guiding circle. We are also a part of guiding circles of loving energies for other people. So I'm trying yeah. to get the the visual of this. Is this is this one massive circle? Like sort of is it ripples on the lake? Is it intersecting circles? How how does it look? Indeed, it is it is one massive circle with lots of intersecting circles. Um, all circle, all of the circles, all of these guiding circles, everybody's um, guiding circle is I believe seamlessly a part of the enormous circle of consciousness uh, that we are. And 
So that's why I called it the guiding circle. Also, because when I would go into meditation as a young woman, I also had uh, often had this sensation that, oh, wow, there's a circle of people here, and I'm just a part of this circle. I'm not in the center of it. I'm a part mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of what, this guidance. And what is in the center of a circle? I believe love is in the center of the circle. I was going to say space, but maybe... It's a space in which love can exist. I think it is love for me. Love Mm. is the glue uh, that holds everything together. Um, Love is also, I mean, in theological terms, we might say love is the activity of God. It's the Holy Spirit or the whole spirit. It's the movement of consciousness. And it's a movement of consciousness with an urge to merge. Yeah. So it's loving urge to merge um, that I believe is at the center of the circle saying, merge with me, be one with me, merge with me. Mm. Wow, that's okay. We went deep quick. I knew we it. Went I knew quick. it was going to happen. The combination of us, it was just going to be a disaster. <laughs> well, so done. no it's, it's amazing and I, I want to talk more about love it's funny you should say because I was just thinking you know what what is what's at the center of this circle of sex psychedelics and psychics which you know to me it's a, they're all fun ways to explore the same thing which is yeah opening into a sense of uh more love and more freedom more openness to me those things are really they're they're intersecting circles um for me but i'm going to go back to this orientation um because mm. so you there's the one-on-one intuitive readings and then you're a reverend as well i am i i am a minister a minister so impressive <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh i am the spiritual leader of uh unity in the foothills in torrington connecticut mm. Unity in the Foothills is aligned with Unity Worldwide Ministries, which is under the umbrella of New Thought. Oh. Uh, New Thought religion is basically uh, any spiritual pathway in which there is very little dogma and lots of room for new thought. Yay! I'm so happy to hear this. Sounds like music to my ears. I love New Thought. So new thinking, new thought, and uh, part of unity's um, what part of what unity brings to the table is new thinking, new thought about scripture and about traditional spiritual paradigms, which unity brings a new thought to. Um, so, for instance, uh, we follow in the footsteps and we admire and love our older brother Jesus but we don't think of him as our savior we have a new thought and that is that we are our savior I was hoping you were going to say that yay good yeah only (laughs) we can save us yes it's a pathway that is somebody said this today it's not for sissies you know because it asks a lot of personal accountability yeah so there's no room for the victim mm. and there's no room to blame others or shame others or be blamed or shamed so that's the other half of my life is uh ministering to 
a congregation of unity people mm -hmm. and uh, delivering a Sunday message to them, being available for teaching classes um, and for prayer, for consultation. But they are, they are very different jobs. Um, oh, yeah? Yes. I mean, I, I can see at a glance, one's a big group of people, the other's one-on-one, -on -one, but how else? Well, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this indeed is one of my most favorite things to talk yeah. about. Um, basically, because when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with someone, I have no idea what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I've received a download before I work with someone and I have, you know, in front of me some notes that I've heard, but they're just scribbles on the page. They don't become alive until I'm working with someone. And then we don't know where that activity of love, where that glue of love is going to take us. Okay. So wait a second. So, Notes on a page come from... So before I work with somebody, um, I go into meditation. I write their name down. I, I use these little notebooks. Uh -huh. Yeah, I like those. Those are good. Yeah. Wonderful. And I write their name down and the date and the time. And then I write down four archangels' names, Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, and Uriel, and above their name. And that lifts their name up to the level of the angelic. Oh, and then above the angels, the archangels names, I write, Eya, Asher, Eya, which is Hebrew for I am that I am. And that's God's name or loving consciousness's name is essentially I am. What does I am that I am mean? I don't really understand that. Oh, that's a wonderful story. So when Moses um, encountered God in the burning bush in, in, the old, in, uh, in the Hebrew Bible, he's having this incredible meeting with the divine. And he says, who should I tell people? What's your name? Because all gods at that time had a name. And they had very distinct sort of names having to do with God of the mountain or God of the river, right. God of fertility or whatever. Serious stuff, serious, yeah. serious godly stuff, yeah. And this encounter brought forward a very different name. And the name was I am that I am, which is the name of consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's my name is I am that I am, and so is your name. Now I finally know what my name is. I've been searching all these years. Have you really? <laughs> That's, That's another name. conversation, but now I know how to introduce myself. Okay, I, awesome. am. I am that I am. One of the glorious things about this name, I am, is that we, we have this gorgeous thing called free will, will to create in every, any way we want, will to imagine in any way we want. So I could tell you that my name is I am love. Mm -hmm. So I write a, a share a, a above the person's name to bring my awareness to the knowing that I am working with a being whose center 
is in the very I am of the universe. Mm. Beautiful. And that opens me. And then I start to hear for that particular soul things. And what I hear is all over the map. It could be a year here, a past life, could be a hearing, sound. hearing, uh, hearing words. Um, sometimes it is an audio experience. Like sometimes there is an actual voice, like disembodied, but that is very rare. Most of the time, it's a hearing that is behind the ear and in what I call mm. in the medulla oblongata, the part of the brain that is reptilian and very sensitive to vibration. And it is a vibration that I can take and translate into a number or a word. Oh, so it comes, With, it's, not, it's not words as we would know them, as no, I would know them. And this is what takes practice, practice, practice. So imagine if a musician is hearing or composer is hearing a note, hearing a vibration, hearing a note, and then is able to translate that vibration into an actual note on the piano that has resonances and chords, and then he's able to build a melody from that. Um, but he's starting, and she is starting with vibration. Wow. I love this. So cool. Oh, it is so cool because everything vibrates, everything and everyone, we're all vibrating. So then my job is about translating vibration into a system, into a vocabulary, in, into word or number uh, that is designed for this particular soul that I'm working with. And there... I got to step back because there's where I would say my guiding circle steps in and uses words and phrases and numbers that will mean something for this particular person. And you have no idea what it relates to. I, just taking I notes, know. just taking dictation. Right. I'm yeah. a secretary. Yeah. And <laughs> secretary for uh, boss is uh, spirit, love. How would you... I would say a secretary for spirit. Secretary. <laughs> okay. Yes. Amazing. And, Lucky spirit. And this is what the joy is because I truly do not know what's going to happen in a session. I just know that my job is to bring in what I've heard. And then there is this beautiful, beautiful triune movement between the person I'm working with, me, and what I want to call the collective, and the person that I'm working with, endowed with free will, endowed with free, uh, the ability to freely create, freely conceptualize, often takes things where I didn't, I didn't know we were going there. Um, and, and that's where it's quite thrilling. Mm. And different from my work as a minister, because when I plan a church service, I sure know what's happening. Right, you're not just letting the Holy Spirit come through you and right. rolling with it. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, but, yeah, I see that. You're you're not a channel. You're more of a, a teacher. I mean, I, I guess the channeling does keep you open. I imagine to the the greater the greater mystery and the beauty of uh, of spiritual life. It does, but you're right. It is more about teaching. Yeah, they complement each other. The two pieces. Yes. Um, what I am constantly humbled and amazed and learning from every session. Every session teaches me more about the evolution of spirit and about consciousness. So I learn, I learn an, an, a steady amount. I got a steady diet. Mm -hmm. I learn, 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 learn. So when it comes to bringing in <clears throat> what we call the lesson for Sunday, not the sermon, but the lesson, mm -hmm. um, I bring in a lot of what I've learned. What do you mean by the evolution of, I think you said the evolution of spirit. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Can you always be on my show? I love it when you say, I'm so glad you asked. Very nice. Very nice. I really am so glad you asked. The universe not only conspires to merge, but it also is always conspiring. The merging brings about a new evolution. And we, we know this from when mm. men and women reproduce, they bring about a new evolution. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I believe that we are always, always participants in the new child the next step, which is why for me, dogmas of the past don't resonate mm. as much. I, yeah, I mean, I feel you. It's, <laughs> this may seem like really out of left field, but I was just talking to someone who was a, a sex educator and um, she was talking about how we need more, you know, more and better sex education for, for kids. And you know, I couldn't agree more. I have two daughters, but also what I'm witnessing is is the world changing at such warped speed that I can't really teach them. I can, I mean, at this stage, 10 and 14, I can bring in some principles. I can bring in a little bit of information. I can invite curiosity i can um invite you know qualities i can bring qualities into the picture but i cannot say where to go it's like we're on a high wire you know if we rely too much on the past then we're not really in the potential of the future but if we ignore the past then we're um well i don't know i think ignoring the past it, it feels like disrespect to me it is what we've been given it is where we get to um, you know, um, make meaning. It's a repository of, of, of information and experience that we can kind of cultivate and grow meaning out of. Yeah, I, I love the way you're describing this. I, I like to think of the past as an alphabet. Okay. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. Okay. So uh, an alphabet of agreed upon, you know, letters. and. But what I do in the present moment with those letters 
may really deviate from mm -hmm. what someone yesterday did with those letters. The, the letters or, or the notes uh, may be the same, but the opportunity in the present to take them, recombine them, make a new language mm. is what I find fascinating. And I agree the past, I mean, the, I like the idea of the past as a repository, but I also think of it as a jumping off. Mm, it's a springboard. It's a springboard. Yes. And, um, and what comforts me is what I notice, what I am noticing is that evolution happens whether we like it or not. Mm. It is happening. And, and evolution is the movement towards something better, or is it just movement with its own plan that we can't even, you know, say anything about or we can try but we'd be fools? Here's how I think of evolution. Okay, you know this too. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. I do. How I wonder what you are. Evolution. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Oh my goodness, how I wonder, how I wonder what you are. Up above, up above the sky, <laughs> high, sky so high, sky so high. Evolution <laughs> takes a pattern and builds on it. So it's the same stuff, the same universe, the same stuff of consciousness. But adding in new thoughts for mm. one evolution is a new thought and resonating thoughts that build on what you have yes yes and move and shift it yes yeah. uh do you know ken wilbur i know that name and i don't know why he's a he's a kind of consciousness explorer and one of his the sort of main kind of tenets of his he was very ambitious, you know, mapping out consciousness. And, and one of the tenets is, is transcend and include, which made me think of, you know, your, your description made me think of that. Ah, that's lovely. I do love that. We say both and. Both, both and. and. Both and. Yes. Um, okay. So I'm going to get back to your, your clients and your practice. And what are people coming to you for? What are you seeing mostly? I have to be honest, it runs the gamut. Some people are coming because they're in grief and they want to know that their loved ones are still alive. Mm. On Did the you other do side mediumship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, many people come because they've lost direction and they want to get a sense of what would be a, a fulfilling path. Yeah. Many people there. Uh, a lot of people come uh, because their hearts are broken, either due to relationship or due to childhood trauma. Mm. And some people come just because they're curious. Yeah. And those are the most fun to work with. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I'm definitely curious. I, I came to you and I think probably out of a mixture of curiosity and, and, you know, other things. I mean, for me at this point, it's always a mixture of sort of continuing to heal the old and original 
heartbreaks and also learning and growing and following curiosity and and always probably in my case pretty greedily looking for more inspiration and um and i i love the um to me it's such an expansive and creative landscape that the sort of the psychic landscape and i know that the the psychic word carries some some baggage with it but um i love this the sort of metaphorical and symbolic potential i've been thinking about as we've been talking i've had one reading with you and you and i had never met before and and it was it was beautiful and and surprising and some things really kind of made sense in a in a sort of literal way and there was this one image that mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement whether mom's into classic dress watches rare and refined ceramics or tried and true bestsellers movement has something she'll love and right now you can save big on the best mother's day gift ever with up to 50 percent off site-wide during movement's mother's day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. It's been interesting because I, I still can't kind of place its meaning, but I feel its value. And it was an image you had of, I think it was of me, and I think it was a past life, and it was this image of this. You said that I was a small guy very small in very beautiful armor and i had this very strong armor and you said something about it i mean no pressure to remember this at all i'm that's not why i'm bringing this up i'm just just bringing it up kind of for curiosity and fun and because it's there but um yeah so so and you you were looking at it and you were curious and you said oh you know i'm, I'm not normally a fan of armor but in this case it just works and it's right and anyway so i've just had this sort of image with me of this beautiful little guy in this perfect suit of armor and <laughs> i like it i don't know what exactly it refers to in my own sort of immediate life but it i find it to have a sort of poetic resonance um mm. and there's something in it maybe if i had to kind of go more kind of therapisty on this of like um or maybe more woo-woo, uh, I'm a cancer, I feel I'm very sensitive, I would like to have more armor, and yet at the same time, my path is actually a path of unarmoring and being vulnerable. So I don't know, that, that little guy in his perfect suit of armor feels like a nice ally. Oh, boy, I think you hit the nail on the head. Because uh, uh, I don't remember people's sessions, and yeah. I don't remember that image but as I was um, tuning into it I got something very similar that the armor is the agreed upon garment garment wear a garment garment um, yes okay a garment yeah. to wear on earth it's your earth garment and um, it's a place to rest in. Mm. Place to rest. It's armor that's um, it's like non-defensive armor. Is there such a thing? I would think so, yes. It is, um, uh, one word I'm hearing right now is it's casual armor. <laughs> <laughs> 
you and I need to have another session to actually like design this thing and get it made because I think it you know we need to (laughs) I want the suit I want it hanging in my closet um so I want to hear about your path uh how did you come to this this line can we call it a line of work how did you come to this circle of work Oh, I love the question, and I'm going to tell you a story. There's a story yeah. that goes with it. I mean, really, it started when I was very young, but I had no idea what was going on. I, I just thought everybody had beautiful, angelic-looking beings coming into their room, and I had one in particular who is still with me, although it's been a long time since I've had a, I've seen her, but I used Mm. to see her when I was uh, around four years old. So this started when you were four? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And uh, she, uh, there was never anything said. She just put her hand over me. I called her the lady dressed in light because she had so much light coming out of her. And I was always very curious about her and wondered who she was and time went on. But she was this beacon or call uh, within me, always reminding me that I was more than a third dimensional being, that I was much more than that. And it always felt like that from when I was little that I had one foot on the earth plane and one foot in fourth dimension. And I struggled with that. And my poor family, (laughs) my poor family struggled to understand me with that. Um, And then things began. I was originally an actress. That was what I Mm. started off in life to do. And I would inevitably find myself drawn to somebody who had a physical challenge and I would just, without having any training, training with no knowledge of what I was doing, kind of put my hand up by their body and just feel energy going through, and then they would be healed. And so I began to experience myself first as a healer. And in my, um, how old am I now? 66. Oh, gosh, I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> In my late 20s, um, I kind of word got out that this woman's a healer. And so I started working with people. uh, You know, they would come to my house. Again, I had no training. And there were some very significant healings. There was a healing from cancer. There were some very significant healings. Uh, And then one day a woman came. And her children brought her to me, and they told me she only has two weeks to live. And I wondered, I I thought, I wonder what my job is here. And she came and lay down on my couch, beautiful African-American woman with the most beautiful spirit. I put my hand over her to do the work, and all of a sudden, all I could see was this gorgeous, very tall African man standing in the room. And I had no experience with giving messages, and I was embarrassed and didn't know what to do. And finally, this woman looked up at me, and she said, what's wrong, honey? You look like you're about to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and so I kind of 
you know, I got my courage together and I said, well, I, 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 there's a man here and he's very, very tall and he's holding a platter of food. And she burst into tears and she said, Daddy. Oh. And it was her father. She'd grown up on a chicken farm. He never said, I love you, but he always brought in a platter of fried chicken every Friday night to show the family he loved them. And her question coming to me was, what's heaven going to be like? Are there going to be a lot of pasty white people there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's me, a pasty white person. And, And here's her dad. And it was exactly what she needed to hear. And she left radiantly happy. She did make her transition two weeks later, but she made it in peace. And that was when I knew I need to, I want to work not just with healing of body, but healing of spirit. And I basically left the healing of body. I I said to spirit, I don't think I'm interested in that anymore. And so very, very slowly I was taught, I was given exercises from spirit. Years and years later, I went to the United Metaphysical Church's seminary, which is a which trains mediums. And years later, I got, you know, official professional training. But for a very long time, I just worked on instinct. So you um, had sort of in meditation, you would receive direct um, insight in terms of how to grow and how to develop your skills yes 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 we want to hear one of the gifts that they brought me yes (laughs) okay uh and i share this with many clients who because many of my clients are budding budding mediums and so i Mm. always want to encourage their mediumship years and years ago this one was about 30 years ago uh spirit brought me i call it the the mozart exercise so with the mozart exercise and they you know how mozart has a very complicated melody here up here mm-hmm. and then down below we have that slow steady bass and what spirit said to me was put mozart on and tell yourself you're not going to listen to that complicated melody. You're going to go down into the bass and listen for the lowest note possible. And you're not going to listen with your ears. You're going to listen from your medulla. Abungata behind your ears. Okay, so the medulla, is it's behind your ears but like drop down or or further around towards like the nape of your neck as i understand it it's kind of back in this area okay so you're sort of you're feeling your way into this because it's i mean for me now right that's like a blind spot i would have to sort of like feel my way into that oh then this exercise is wonderful for you oh really because what what will happen quite naturally for you i wish we had some mozart right now because we could do this let's do it do you have a i I can do it here and before it comes up i'm gonna what i'm gonna counsel you to do Mm. is um tell yourself my job is to listen for the very lowest note which will come and go come and go 
and you're going to listen from back here. Uh, oh, let's try it and see how you do. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, How are you doing? Oh, great. I was, I, I forgot I was doing a podcast. I was starting to have like a psychedelic experience. Okay. <laughs> Tell me what you were experiencing. I, I don't know how to put it into words. I was just, I was, I was becoming more vibrationally aware and I felt like, um, more of a kind of spatial, it was like space was growing and I could feel the space between the, the notes and um yeah it was sort of like i was in an ocean and i was going towards the bottom of the ocean but i could see the top of the ocean and so it felt like i was starting to be able to travel spatially within the music perfect perfect did perfect. i do good you did so well <laughs> now okay uh, let's take this one step right. further i always tell everybody Practice with this until mm. it hurts, oh. until you start to ache back there, and then stop. Uh -huh. Usually that's about five minutes. Okay? And it Once starts to physically ache. There. When it okay. starts to physically ache, uh -huh. and then stop. The reason why this is so useful and so exciting, and why I am, I'd be ever grateful to my team and spirit for bringing it to me. So useful. When we're listening to that lowest, lowest note, what we are opening to is what I like to call the foundational note of the universe, the base note, the OM, the I am, the sound of the big bang, the let there be light. That's what we're opening to, the foundational note of the universe and all other notes are built on top of that. And this is where we begin to see, I always say, uh, I love working this way intuitively because everybody has a unique poem, a unique spiritual fingerprint that's like a poem. It's their energies. And those beautiful poetic energies are based on that foundational note the om so the om is is there for, that's everyone's base note and then other then we pattern differently around it is that it yeah yes uh -huh. Uh -huh. yes very cool yeah. wow gosh i love this i didn't know i was going to learn so much today i hope you don't mind i am making you work here but are you kidding I love it. How long do I have to work? Like a few, like a year, I, uh, three months? With Mozart exercise, mm. three months. Give yourself three months. Three. Okay. All right. So, so you had this phase where you were, you, you were given the Mozart exercise. Um, wait, who gave you that exercise? 
My uh, spiritual team. <laughs> your what? My spiritual team. My your guiding team. People. Your team. So the team, the lady, what what was her name? The lady of light? The lady dressed in light. The lady dressed in light. She was the first member of the team and then others joined? Well, not joined, but I became aware of. Ah, uh, uh -huh. They had always been there, but she, um, and she has a name. Her name is Lady Nada, and she's well known to lots of people, uh, ah. Lady Nada. Uh, you can actually Google, Google her, and you'll see a lot of people have seen her, and they draw her, um, and I've never been interested in other people's pictures of her. I just remember what I saw mm -hmm. in her face. Um, but yes, there, there are many and I'm no, I'm not unusual. All of us have guiding circles and they all expand and then contract and then expand again. And then at certain points, depending on what you are going through. Yes your awareness is ready to receive mm. that vibration. We notice that when people are in mourning, uh, particularly when parents, when, when parents have lost a child and it's the hardest, hardest mourning that there is, that their, their field fills with angels. Yes. And many times, I mean, I believe that we have a, we, we have a certain core group, if you will. This is your core, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Your, yeah. this is your team. But that that enlarge, that will grow or shrink depending. Yeah, so, so we know that there's this relationship between spirituality and suffering. I think we know that. I feel I know that. But I don't know. I mean, that's for me the lessons have been about going through shadow, personal shadow, seeing parts of myself that I don't like, hanging in there with difficult moments until uh, light starts to appear. Um, but then I guess there's another kind of access to spirituality, which is just, yeah, just joy, I guess. I think that everything is spiritual mm -hmm. and that we're we are spiritual all the time, whether we know it or not. <laughs> whether we like it or not. <laughs> That's funny. Exactly. That's funny. Yeah. Um, but that the what suffering does is it brings it brings very clearly into our consciousness the areas that need to be healed. Yeah. In order for us to feel at one. Yeah. If I'm joyful, I'm aware that I am joyful. If I'm sorrowful, I'm aware that I'm sorrowful. Just that awareness, what some people call the observer, just that awareness. And then integrating it, integrating that awareness so that we walk that way. So I'm having some beautiful, blissful thoughts. Look at that. Yeah. Well, I'm aware that I'm feeling very grateful right now. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes, I feel so grateful. It's, it feels like such a, a privilege to be here with you and to have this kind of conversation, which is so after my own heart, and to be learning from someone who is 
further along on this this path than me and it's just it's I love learning so I'm thrilled I'm really happy and um I I'm also aware, I'm aware that I'm aware that you also have had a really long week and I don't want to keep you too long, but I, I'm not going to let you go quite yet because this, I, I suppose there's two more things I would love to, love to um, ask you about and I'll, I'll lay out both questions and then you can decide how you want to answer them. Um, but one would be, I'd love to hear what your growing edge is right now, where you're feeling, you know, that the, 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 the the rock face, if if you like, you know where where is it? Where is it exciting? Where is it challenging? Um, what, what are you currently kind of learning? And and then um, I'd like to to close with your your prayer, your desire for yourself and for your work. Oh, wonderful! I love these questions. <laughs> I really Good. do. Thank you. I love these questions. Oh, my growing edge! I am always always at my growing edge. Uh, my growing edge right now has to do with self-acceptance um, and trusting that I'm enough. Mm-hmm. That's my growing edge. Really working with that. When I was in the theater, I was never enough. Yeah, sure. And um, and I and I work with this as a minister of a small community, often feeling like oh, I'm not enough. So this is my growing edge because when I, when I have that thought of I'm not enough, I'm separating myself from my wholeness. Yes, from your wholeness and your abundance and the terrific amount of love and support that you share with other people and that you give. And isn't it just a quintessentially human experience? human it's so human it is so human and that my my humanness is beautiful yeah you know that (laughs) warts and all that my humanness is enough and it's beautiful and that there's no division between my humanity or and my divinity that they're one and the same Mm. Mm mm-hmm that's a stretch sometimes. It is. Yeah. It is. So that's my growing edge. And, I, and I'm so glad you asked because it's great to say that out in public. That Thank you for being real. <laughs> we, we like you real. <laughs> <laughs> my dream for humanity is uh, it's the same dream I have. For all my clients, I, I like to say in my in the guiding circle work that I do that my dream is to put myself out of work because I would love for everybody to have the experience of being fully intuitive mm. on their own. So when I leave the planet, I would love... I would love to know that lots of people found out how intuitive they are and to trust that. I dream of a world where people trust that they are multidimensional beings. 
and that they are not just their physical bodies, but so much more. Because I think that if, when, I should say, when we know that we're multidimensional beings, it's so much easier to forgive. It's so much easier to let go of resentment, build bridges, make that leap into somebody else's shoes. It's, we, we're so much more ready to be love when we know we're multidimensional, I think. Well, I think too, I absolutely love your prayer and I, I join you in it. Um, I think that we're, we're more beautiful and more brilliant and more human and more intergalactic um, than, than we know. And I think that's a, a really wonderful journey. And um, thank you for sending that message out there, along with some really good tips of how to do this. <laughs> practical tips of how to be brilliant like who doesn't like that i mean <laughs> you're welcome oh thank you for having me this is what i love to do it's my oh, favorite thing in the world thank you thank you and thank you for the work that you're doing beautiful brave work thank you thank you darling sending you so much love sending it back oh. <laughs> Speaking with Carolyn, I was left with both inspiration and aspiration on the most simple level. I just wanted to be a better person. I never think that's a bad thing, do you? Carolyn genuinely brings out the best in us, certainly in me, and, and I can only imagine many, many others with her encouragement and her humor and her extraordinary gift to connect to other dimensions. And I feel like if you can connect in a way that is multi-dimensional and come back from those many dimensions with reassurance and more love to share with other people, it provokes the question, shouldn't we all think and exist in a more multi-dimensional way? Wouldn't we be more reassured? Couldn't we reassure each other more? Or at least we could find more liberation. If you enjoyed listening, please spread the love by rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. Thank you so much. And until the next time.